The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Made love. Made love. Reunited and it's so good. Oh, that is. Can I have a little, a little, uh, we probably can't for copyright reasons, but a little splice of that song there. Yeah, I'll, I'll toss it in there. I'll just like do that one part. <laughs> I feel like everybody uses it, so it's okay. Right? Oh, they love it. has been that long. <laughs> I know. I feel like I haven't seen your face in like weeks. <laughs> I know. I think it literally has been actually, sadly, yeah, now that I, I really think about it. I think the last one that we recorded was the Marsha P. Johnson one. Has it really been that long? I think so, because last week I recorded with Chris, and then for 4th of July, we didn't record at all. Yeah. How did recording with Chris go? It was good. (laughs) I was, like, so excited for you to hear this case, because it involves, like, this doctor. Well, he wasn't even really a doctor. He was a radiology technician who Uh was, like, madly in love with this tuberculosis patient that dies. And then two years after she's buried, he, like, steals her body out of the morgue. And yeah, or out of a mausoleum. So he steals her body out of the mausoleum and then like cluster fuckly like pieces her body back together. And he like sticks a tube where her vagina should be. And he like fucks the dead body. And he had her. (laughs) It was like really gross. And I was like super excited to hear your reaction to said dead lady fucking. But Chris also had like a great (laughs) reaction to it, too. Wow. I mean, how could you not? That is that is killer shit right there, Lady Love. I'm just saying, wow. like, to be madly in love with, like, a dead-ass lady and then, like, steal her body two years after. It's not even like it was, like, fresh dead where it's, like, she still looks, at least she still kind of looks alive. But what's there after two years? Isn't the dust bone? Well, no, it takes time to, like, decay. Oh. But your skin and your tissue isn't there. That shit is eaten up two years later. Yeah. Well, he like he, he stole her still- cadaver. Is <laughs> cadaver a dead body, or does or does cadaver qualify as your skeleton system? I think because cadaver think is just a dead body. Because you can have a cadaver dog, which is like a person that finds ah, yeah. that's right. They don't call him a skeleton dog. Yeah, they love. You smiled, Lady Love. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Love, I felt so smart the other day. Me and Dev started like binge watching NCIS for no reason. And, uh-huh. you know, Ducky was like going on a rant talking about whatever. And he's like, do you know what it means when the hyoid bone is crushed? And I was like, strangulation. And then he's like, strangulation. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Solving crimes out here. I'm about to drop a tip to Buffalo. <laughs> I know. Somehow. I feel like I'd be the worst detective ever. I'd like have someone in the questioning room. But you did it, didn't you? You just did it. <laughs> I think you can like love people are so drawn to talk to you and then they just fucking word vomit out of their faces. <laughs> I think you can get a confession out of somebody. I think so. Probably after we became best friends and I got them drunk at the bar. <laughs> And at the same time, you guys have never moved the, from the interrogation room. Exactly. We're just like, <laughs> he has in no there. idea. <laughs> It'd be like um, the Matrix or whatever. And they're like questioning him. 
as you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. And then it, like, zaps out into reality or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think you can do it. <laughs> we'll try. I don't know. I'd be a terrible cop, though. I feel like I do too many drugs to be a cop. <laughs> Authority is, like, not my thing. Like, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't, like, for me to be in that position, no, thank you. And you could potentially die. Yeah, there's that too. I'm not trying to die over some dumb shit. Right. Like, I mean, there's potential at any time, but not a good time to be a cop. Yeah, no, definitely not. Mm-mm, not about that life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this is Wine Wicked Crime. Wine Wicked Crime. Cat Moms Oh Moms Oh My. I stopped hesitating. I was like, okay. Yeah, we'll you just... always hesitate. Like, love, you got pretend like there is no lag, which yeah. I don't believe there is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I believe think... in this imaginary lag. <laughs> it's just the internet. It's whatever. Right? Mm. Like, love, if I have a full moon, does that mean <laughs> you have a full moon too? Or no? No, right? Because I'm all the way the fuck down here. Does it have an effect on the moon? I thought everybody would see a full moon. Did you guys have a full moon last night? Do you know? Love, I don't look outside. Lady <laughs> love, you can see so many stars from where we live. I know, but uh, I know today. Ah, I don't know. I can't see the moon out of the window. Oh, what the fuck did I just do? Oh, okay. <laughs> today, um, Tom was showing your apartment, and then he texted me, and he's like, "So when are you and Dev planning on being completely moved out?" And I'm like. Bro, I've told you this like three times. If I'm paying all of August rent, you better expect my ass to be here for all of August. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I have to text him. He hasn't mailed me my my deposit. Oh, what? Unless he was not going to give it to me, but he never let me know that he wasn't. Why would he not give it to you? I cleaned the shit out of that apartment. And I know for a fact he didn't go up there and clean it. And I left my door stopper there, lady love. I was so mad when I got here and I was like, I bought that door stopper because that stupid ass door always swings closed. Yeah. I got a door stopper and a shower rod out of me. Yeah. Fuck out of here. He better give you a security <laughs> deposit back. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the house. I'm, whatever. Uh, whatever. I'll text him. I'll text yeah, him. no. Text him. He'll be like, oh, sorry. It's just been so terribly busy. He's literally shown like two people at apartment. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought he'd be putting more effort into it than that. Maybe he's picky, though. I don't think he's really that picky. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe somewhat picky. Like he does do his checks. Like when me and Dev were moving in, he definitely like called my manager and all that stuff to make sure that I'm like not a douche. Oh, yeah, he called my manager, too. I was like, oh, he was for real. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I hope he gets it filled soon and sends me my money. I know. He's probably waiting to get it filled to send me my money, but... That no, that's that. bullshit. He can't do that. Yeah. That's not your fault. And Definitely plus, not. it's not like his rent is cheap. 
yeah, homie got a pretty penny. Not everybody's out here in these streets making fucking twelve hundred dollars for rent. Like, oh, that's also true. Oh, I guess I didn't think about it in that perspective either, because that is a more expensive place. Yeah. I mean, what was it like eleven fifty or something? Ten. Oh, ten fifty. So like eleven hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I paid that much in rent. Well, I mean, I think part of it, too, was like Lulu because he charged you a pet fee. Yeah, he did. But still, that's a lot of fucking money. I can't Mm. believe I. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm paying $9.90 right now. Yeah, that's true. But it's worth worth the money. It is. It's definitely a nice apartment. It's quiet. We got fireflies. And I'm, oh, my God, I know. They popped (laughs) up on my. Oh, my memories. Oh, my memories have made me so sad. I know. So sad. Me too. All of me in my apartment. I was like, ooh, we, the good old days. I know. Going on picnics for no reason. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. We used to drink boba tea like every other day. I popped <laughs> up on my snap too. Oh, man. Sitting in the back, sitting on the swings. It was the tits. Well, hopefully if you do this like travel nursing thing, you can come and we can do that <laughs> whenever you're oh home. Oh my God, I know. It's so sad. But yeah, yeah I digress. Um, <laughs> no, did you see the text that I sent you earlier? So what was we, that that you found? Me and Dev were at Home Depot and we're like looking at floors for in the basement. And we're looking and we both were like, okay, what about this one? That was like the only floor that we agreed on. So he pulls it down to find out the name of it. And the name of the floor was Shady Pine. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. You okay, Belle? Oh, I thought that was <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if she knocked. She probably did, but I probably couldn't hear her. Oh, yeah. Right before you called, I seen this meme scrolling through my Facebook. And it said, fun things to do in Oklahoma. Have a heat stroke, get bit by a water (laughs) moccasin. What the fuck is a water moccasin? I have a suspicion that it is maybe a very big looking mosquito. Probably. Only my suspicion. Think I've seen it. Think I've killed one. (laughs) Sweat. You're killing my own bugs, Lady Love. That's impressive, Lady Love, because last time you called me to kill your bug. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker was huge i don't care what anybody says it was huge and to date the biggest bug i have ever seen with my (laughs) human eyeballs and i was paralyzed with fear (laughs) i'm thinking about it and my heart is racing lady love (laughs) don't ever move to texas just don't ever go to texas (laughs) but you know what lady love i easily get way more fucking bugs in this place than I have ever gotten in my apartment the entire year that I lived there. It is fucking crazy the amount of bugs that are just everywhere. I fucking hate it, but nothing will ever compare to that day that that fucking monster crawled (laughs) into my kitchen because I swear to God. (laughs) I swear you act like it was like Mothra that just fucking flew into your kitchen fighting Godzilla. (laughs) how i felt lady love <laughs> except i was not a very brave godzilla <laughs> maka just fucking took a dump on me and i ran and called you yeah i killed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 my favorite 
favorite thing is that I was so stressed out about this fucking bug. And then I call you and you come upstairs and you take up your sandal and you go. It's dead. And I'm like, I can't believe she fucking fucking took off her sandal and just squashed that thing. Oh God, it was so gross. I, love, I lived in Texas. The bugs there are like three times bigger than that thing was. Oh my God. Oh. The first time I seen one, I literally like <laughs> me and my ex-husband, he was up getting ready for work and I'm laying in bed and he like turns on the light and I was like kind of half up, half not. And I seen something out of my peripheral vision, like moving and I look over and it's literally like the biggest fucking, it looked like a cockroach. They said it was a water bug or whatever, but it was the yeah. biggest bug I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And I was like, yo, you better kill that. And he was like, you kill it. And I was like, you're up. And he grabbed like you remember the gorilla um the gorilla glue hair gel yeah well that's what that's he like used. A... yeah like the big yellow thing that looked like the shape like a banana or whatever the fuck yeah <laughs> yes. he fucking oh grabs the gorilla God. glue bottle and he's like smashing it and it was just it was so big and he like looked terrified six foot four Puerto Rican dude terrified of this bug and he didn't want to admit it but he was I know he was. <laughs> oh my god oh that's how i feel that's how i feel about that one that you killed in my kitchen because that motherfucker meant business they love oh my god it was quite large it was quite large <laughs> i know it did like that bust feeling underneath the shoe too yeah it, it did it had like flat. A, it had a crunch to it it was a little like you know like oh stepping god. on a crouton or something ew that's <laughs> Speaking of croutons, lady love, this place here don't have no fucking decent croutons. There's no double bake, lady what? love. What? There's no double baked garlic croutons down here. Uh, what kind of trash is that? Lady love, I'm about to mail you a care package of just all delicious food from Wegmans. <laughs> oh my god, I know. If I could order, like, I haven't looked into it, but if I can order groceries from Wegmans to be delivered here, it would easily be worth it. I feel easily. like you could. I feel like you can do it. But you it's can, so far. I know, but you can order shit from Whole Foods off of Amazon. Uh, oh, that's interesting. That's true. But I would have to see. I don't know. Well, I guess that requires research. <laughs> well, since I'm on, it. it wouldn't be worth it. But since I'm on antibiotics <laughs> and I can't tweak. <laughs> what are you tweaking, Lady Love? honestly so on my way home i had to get my own dinner and i stopped by taco bell because it's been a while yeah <laughs> it really has been a while it's been like three weeks and i got two of the things even though i was like i'm not gonna eat both of them i usually eat one and feel full but i'm really hungry so i'm gonna get two and then i ate one and i'm just sitting there and i'm like trying to eat the second one and i was like i'm so full already and then <laughs> i picked this up and looking at this made me feel even more full Oh God! So thank goodness I saved the second snack for possibly after this because if it's good, I'm probably gonna get drunk drinking it. Well, that's awesome. I wish I could be drunk and eat a snack wrap. <laughs> it's a it's a the crunch wrap. Oh yeah, crunch, crunch wrap, wrap supreme. supreme. That is oh, definitely my, my Taco shit. Bell go to. Yeah, lady love. I always ask them for extra cheese too, but nacho cheese. I don't know what it is, but it's delicious. Oh my god! I've never thought of that. Oh, Lady Love, you gotta get the extra cheese. It's just like gooey deliciousness with the taco sauce. 
Yeah, it's the best uh, part. Titties. I got to get smarter about my ordering. <laughs> All right. Uh, what I'm going to have is best made pickles. I didn't see that there before. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Bloody Mary wine cocktail premium ready to drink. Ooh, I'm sure Dev would it, love that. I really hope it's good. Like, love. If it's not, I'm going to be upset. Sleep in. Your brunch just got easier. Just add a celery stick or olives, pickle, okra, pepperoni, boiled shrimp, bacon, or your favorites. <laughs> Using best made pickle brine, we have mixed up the perfect Bloody Mary for you. Our family recipe can be yours now. Shh, we won't tell. That's interesting. Oh, isn't that fucking cute? Oh, handcrafted, local products, natural flavors. Go Texan. Go Texan. <laughs> it makes sense that that would be a local wine for you. Because I'm like, I have never seen a culinary oh. wine in my life. That's right. I forgot where I'm at for a second. They love It's so weird. It's like I get disoriented through space and time. And I think I'm back home. And then there's like a moment where like reality shifts and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm nowhere near home. It's (laughs) so fucking weird. Yeah. It's because you really want to be home. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I really want to go for a visit home, but I don't want to go for a short amount of time. That's the thing. I want to go, but I don't want to go just for like four days. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. I'd like to go for like over a week. Maybe if that at least like. I feel like if I went there for a week, it wouldn't be enough time. No, because I mean, you'd have to see your family, your niece. You know how much reuniting. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to see my new stuff. I know. Us, Weifu, Victoria. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Uh, you see, yeah. A week is not enough. So this is twist off. So, I, ooh. does it smell good? It does. It smells like celery to me. <laughs> I wish I had, like, Oh, God, that hurt. <laughs> I wish I had um, some bacon or <laughs> something to put in it. <laughs> oh, that would it be delicious. It is good in a Bloody Mary. It's so good. I did like the shrimp idea. That sounds delicious. Right? Well, <clears throat> I'm drinking a sparkling water from Segments Orange Pineapple. I'm pretending it's a seltzer. <laughs> Since I can't twink, I obviously have my weeds. <laughs> so I'll I like how you presented that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like how you presented that, Lady Love. <laughs> you talked it up like it was big game. I dig it. I tried. I tried. Orange pineapple Ready, flavor. Love? Ready. Tink. That does sound good. Tink. It's definitely just a seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was alcohol in it. <laughs> On second thought, just water. <laughs> you know, it's not badly love. No, it's very acidic, like yeah. very acidic. But <laughs> drop some like baking soda in there. <laughs> like I'm trying to think what could cut the acidity because it's good. I mean, I get it. It's not tomato juice, but I wish it was a little spicier. Maybe. Um, I mean, you could probably toss a little Tabasco in there or something. You know what? Nope, we're going with it. Yeah. The more you drink yeah, it, the more you like it. it. Yeah, that type of deal. Okay, okay. It's not bad. If you like Bloody Marys, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to opinion. go. Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, like, you could be at home and be like, man, I really wish I could have that drink that I usually only order at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's always then, the mimosa. 
So easy to make at home, though. I know. I just love mimosas. Do you love those bar drinks? Like this one? Mm -hmm. I think a Bloody Mary person would appreciate it. Add some shrimp and some bacon. Even better. That does sound delicious, even though I don't like Bloody Marys. The shrimp and bacon so good. (laughs) It's so insane to me that you don't appreciate a Bloody Mary, big love. I don't know. It's just... I, I mean, the last time I tried when I was probably like eight years old or something, I think my uncle like a Bloody Mary. I grew up in a, a Sicilian family. <laughs> my uncle was family. like, my uncle was drinking one at like a party or something. And I didn't actually drink it, but he like gave me the celery stick and I like sniffed it. And I was like, Bleh. and then when I got older, I think I was like 21 or something when I was married and in Texas. And my friend Ray, she like loved Bloody Mary. She was all about it. And I took a sip of one and it was just like vodka and tomatoes, but it was like mostly vodka. And I wasn't ready because at this time I didn't drink like that. So I feel like if this was mostly vodka, I wouldn't mind it. (laughs) It would probably honestly would probably cut some of the acidity. Yeah, probably. I mean, now that I basically don't taste vodka, I feel like I might not mind it. I don't know. Maybe one one of these days I'll give it a try. <laughs> you should definitely give it a try, Lady Love. What do you want? <laughs> Babe, I'm recording. <laughs> I'm mad rude. He's <laughs> like standing there staring at you. Did you hear him when he jumped in and said boo? Yeah. Okay, I solved the problem. I locked the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's hilarious, Lady Love. Oh, those are cute sheets. <laughs> got them for $12 at Target. Oh, that's not bad at all. Clearance. And then the pillowcases were like $5. Because <laughs> you know, I have to buy the extra for the fucking gigantic pillows. Oh my god, Lady Love. I literally cannot wait to have a king-size bed. Like, we're Are you waiting- guys going to get one at your new place? Yes. Like, that is the first thing we are buying is a fucking bed. Because Lady Love, I love Dev. But this dude lately, he's just been like rolling over on top of me. Like, Literally on top of me. Like last night, though, no, like two nights ago, I couldn't sleep and I'm like dying. And Dev just keeps rolling on top of me. And then Farty don't give no fucks about life. So she's like laying on the edge of the bed with me. And as I'm trying to move, she just like turns around and looks at me and goes, meow, and doesn't move. <laughs> and then Dev like rolled over and like punched me in the head. Was, oh like, my God. Like wrapping his hands in my hair in his sleep. Look at this. Oh my god! <laughs> he was asleep during this. What? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, "Oh, did it hurt?" No, like a hair. It didn't hurt at all. He wasn't like pulling it. He would just like he'd like roll over, and then his hand would like just fall onto my head, and I'm like, "Oh, great!" And then he like moves his fingers in his sleep, so he's like gripping my oh. hair. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm never going to bed ever again in my life. Like, what's happening? Oh, my God. I'm excited for you guys to get your king-size bed. I'll be honest with you. Sharing a king-size bed makes it not feel like a king-size bed. Oh, man. I never thought I would need a king-size bed, but I need one. (laughs) It's a good luxury of life, ladies. You should enjoy one. Anybody that can have a king-size bed, do one. Because you know what? A queen-size bed is just a full-size bed. Yeah, basically. It's like a little bigger. And like, it's perfect for me. Like, it was great when I was like single and sleeping by myself. But now that there's two of us, it's like, bleh. especially because that feeling doesn't go away with a king size bed. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's just more surface area for him to roll around. 
Oh, God. And he will roll. Oh, we'll roll, Lady Love. Oh, I know, Lady Love. I do, in fact, know. Just before we were recording, I'm like sitting in the living room and I just wanted to like kill myself because Dev is just farting nonstop. Like, I'm what sure did you guys eat? he hadn't even eaten anything yet. Like, we had ice cream earlier, he had a milkshake, oh. but you know, he's oh. lactose intolerant and won't admit it. Uh huh. I know that was deadly. <laughs> but we're laying on the couch and he's just like ripping ass. And he says something and he's like, do you love my butthole? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, I love everything about you. And I was like, well, I don't. Your butthole always betrays me. So we have problems. <laughs> I'm sure as soon as I open this door, it's just going to like punch me in the face. Like a whole wave of like Devin gas. Oh, God. It's so insane how powerful his gas is. It's like. Like that thing is not capable of like clearing an area. I would always hold my breath. I didn't care if I passed out. <laughs> yeah, because it's awful. Today we are in home or in Lowe's and we're looking at like light fixtures for the house and mm-hmm. we're standing there and I'm like, oh, I think I like this. And he goes, take a picture of the tag. So I'm sitting there taking a picture and he goes, okay, let's get out of here. I just farted. And I was like, oh God. And then there was like a person coming up the aisle. Like, sorry. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for that person. <laughs> but about to let Sophia paint you a picture. Alrighty. Picture it. Le Mans, France, 1933. It's an unusually cold night in February. A man rushes home in search of his wife and daughter. They were supposed to meet him for dinner after their day of shopping, but never showed. And not weighing heavily in his stomach, he reaches for the door handle, but can't get in. It's locked from the inside. His imagination running wild. His worst fear seemingly coming to life as he stares at his home. Pitch black inside except for one ominous light on in the attic. Without a second thought, he runs to the police station to get help. Terrified, all he can do is hope his wife and daughter are okay. The Kappas, less concerned about the situation, manage to enter the large townhouse with ease. The electricity is out. It's silent and dark, but seemingly vacant. Not a photo out of place on the first floor. Feeling even less concerned, they climb the stairs to the second floor. As they reach the landing, they see something small and round on the floor. What is that? One officer says. A marble, maybe? He shines his flashlight over it and physically recoils from what he's seeing. It's not a marble at all. It's a human eyeball. Mm. Oh, shoot. I seen where that was going. (laughs) Ew. So did he pluck it? Oh, yeah, it definitely gets plucked out. But (laughs) this week we are discussing Christine and Leah Papin, two French sisters who worked as live-in maids and were convicted of murdering the mother and daughter of the family they worked for in Le Mans, or Lama, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce French words. France. What is? What is? How do you spell it? It's spelled like Lamans. L e m a n s. Dev said it earlier. He was like Leman. Leman. Yeah, something like that. They don't like pronounce their s's or some shit in France. Leman. I don't know. Leman. Okay, and Lama one. In 1933. Oh. Christine was born on March 8th, 1905. She's a Pisces. Mm-hmm. 
And Leah Papin was born on September 15th, 1911. She's a Virgo. And they were mm-hmm. from Le Mans, France, and are the second and third daughter of Clemence Dare or Der, D-E-R-R-E with like the flippy hair. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the, the flippy slash. hair. Yeah, the slash over the E, it makes it look like he's got like all oh, the the little, little accent. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Gustav Papin. They had one older sister named Amelia, who was born in 1901. So Clemence and Gustav had a very toxic relationship and were most definitely not good parents at all. They were actually very abusive. Mm. <laughs> While they were dating before they even had any kids, Clemence was having an affair with her boss that was like the hot goss of the town. Mm-hmm. And Gustav was very aware of the rumors. And of course, the logical thing to do in the situation would be to split up, but they obviously didn't do that. So instead, on October 3rd, 1901, after Clemence found out she was pregnant, the unhappy couple decided to have a shotgun wedding. <laughs> oh, shoot. But like, how does she even know that it's his baby if she's fucking her boss, too? That's true. I mean, you know how it was back then. You were together, right? They were a couple. Mm-hmm. So even though other stuff was happening, you still got to people still like not fessed up to their mistakes, but like they took responsibility. But like she's fucking another dude. <laughs> they love it's the early 1900s. They had no more. Man, fuck out of here. I've been like, our... <laughs> bitch, le whore. I know. <laughs> you le sleut. Le I'm... not the daddy. <laughs> le Billy Jean is not my son. <laughs> I can, I don't think, you know, they didn't do that back then. So, yeah, yeah, I can see how they're like, uh, I'm not really a fan, but uh, I guess it's for life now. Well, boom, five months after, their first daughter, Amelia, was born. And Clemence had absolutely no interest in actually being a mother or even a wife, for that matter, and was very cold towards her and the family. So to make the kids in the family. Yeah, like she didn't give a fuck about her kids at all. She was like, bitch, I'm going out. (laughs) Wow, that's sad. Oh, yeah. Like, it's fucked up. That's why, like I said, this is going to be one of those like, it's pretty terrible. But, like, you feel bad and you're like, well, I mean, I guess oh, what are you supposed so, to expect? That's so sad, though. That's so shitty. All right. Oh, <laughs> I feel bad already. Well, to make this already not great start to a marriage even better, the rumors of Clemence's affair didn't end with their holy union. She continued living her best thought life as if she was single and was always out and about. So Gustav did the only rational thing and he became like hell bent on catching Clemence with her lover. And he started to follow her everywhere she went. Oh, oh, homie wasn't giving up like that. Lady love. Oh, he's out here stalking her. And like, he's like, that's my woman. That's my woman. But like, really, how silent are you stalking this bitch? Because like cars in the 1930s were not all that quiet. Like, you know, that shit was like, and like, I know how they would like, Chug it, chug it, chug it down the street all loud as shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe she walked places. Maybe she took public transportation. Because of the 1930s. Are women really driving? Well, at this point, it's not the 1930s yet. It's like even earlier than that. Because this is the beginning. This is like 1901. 1900, lady love. Women wasn't driving. I know. She was out here thotting. 
<laughs> so she was probably like taking whatever they took for public transportation back those days. I'm sure they walked. His friend's like, where's she off to? Hold on. He's out here with like a trench coat on. The pink yeah, Panther music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> with the little hat on, trying to be all inconspicuous and shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Well, exactly what I picture. <laughs> I guess she didn't notice it because she never like caught him stalking her. But when that didn't work, he came up with a different plan. He found a job in a different city and told Clements they were moving. <laughs> <gasps> oh, shoot. Yeah, oh, bitch, you're not about to cheat on me no more. <laughs> I'm taking you away from this horrid town. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, well, Clements, they, they do, but Clements at first wasn't trying to hear any of that noise and told him that she would rather take her own life than leave Le Mans. And she threatened to divorce him. Oh, but I mean, this bitch didn't have a job. Where the fuck was she going to go? He probably still would have paid for her stuff. Fuck out of here. I wouldn't have done that shit. Mm-hmm. Look oh. at him. He tried to move her so he can move her away from the problem. I know. <laughs> She's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, if she, if, if she did manage to move, she's just going to start fucking other people there. Oh, man. Not only love. It was just her chakra. Her, ch- her root chakra was out of her life. <laughs> what was it? I can't even remember. <laughs> I thought it was the chakra that was out of alignment. Yeah, it was. It was like one of her chakras out of alignment. <laughs> you know, she has more than one chakra out of alignment. She's like, I don't know. She sounds like not the greatest mommy in the world. Not the greatest human in the world. The only fucking you know, chakra out of the place is her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> She's cheating on her poor husband who is desperately trying to like, be like listen how about you just uh be a wife and a mom and yeah. she's like fuck that noise i'm gonna do whatever i want <laughs> I, I can't imagine and it was the early 1900s lady love i can't imagine what that did to her daughters dude it's not saying that i excuse it yeah well it's fucked up and like if you look at a picture of what these two girls look like like once we get there mm-hmm. these bitches is ugly like oh no I'm talking like straight Olga. I get it. Everybody, uh, someone thinks everybody's beautiful. I know, but like the mole and all, like Harry has mole in the uh, face and all. I'm not lying. Like love these poor girls. I feel so bad. I just, just, I do. I feel so bad. <laughs> they just like their lives were set in stone. Like the minute they were conceived. Oh, damn. Even with throwing her temper tantrum, she ultimately complied because she was pregnant again. By mm-hmm. who? No one knows because she's still out here batting in these streets. Man. Like, you know, this she bitch had not give a F. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder what happens to her. Do we know what happens to her? Nothing really. Like, they don't talk too much about any terrible shit happening to the mom. She's just terrible. That's but, unfortunate. Okay. Well, as you'd probably guessed, after they moved, their marriage began to crumble even more. And Gustav, incredibly depressed, began drinking excessively to cope. Mm. Not long after this, Christine was born in March of 1905. Mm -hmm. But the move did nothing. The relationship between Gustav and Clements was terrible. And Clements was still just a horrible mother that gave no fucks about not one of her kids. Even though she kept having kids, like, bitch. I mean, I don't think there was birth control then, right? Swallow. 
oh damn <laughs> like if you really need the dick that bad just put it somewhere else or backdoor it did they know about the backdoor back then that, that didn't work that way i wonder if they knew they had to have known you think so there's no one that just gets fucked in the ass all the time and is like i bet this is how i got pregnant <laughs> no but but i mean I'm, i don't know if they knew that back then like backdoor policy doesn't equal pregnancy policy i think they knew i don't know they knew so? def- oh, they definitely knew it's not like this All was right. like caveman times they knew <laughs> i guess so i'm not giving enough credit i'm making it seem like this is like we're coming out of the stone age with these people i know it's like not that long ago <laughs> so no shit <laughs> what was me what? <laughs> scratching at the door again so he's scratching the walls of the sticks on the stupid headboard. Oh, why don't you just get him another kitty tower or something? I don't have a space for the kitty tower that he has. It's sad. Oh, you can just get some, a couple of scratching posts or something. Or I can get a bottle of water and spray him with it. That too. But I feel like if he's gonna, <laughs> he would probably scratch something else if given the opportunity. Scratch his face if he doesn't stop. <laughs> no, I go. <laughs> In fact, what? You know, I love how it was a group effort, you know, family effort over here. Mm -hmm. Them knowing that I'm going to record. And he's like, stay out here. We'll go and we'll hang out in the room. And I was like, okay, but you guys shouldn't have to do that. I know that you're both, he's reading manga and Mm -hmm. she's on her iPad. So they're both distracted with whatever. They don't need a big space to hang out. They can hang out wherever. And I get it. But then I was like, I don't want to take all this space up. You guys stay out here. I'll stay in one location. Mm-hmm. So nobody has to bother me. That everybody is the third time. <laughs> you know what? This is why our episodes haven't been that funny. Because this <laughs> motherfucker is always interrupting. <laughs> Rude ass people. <laughs> Real. <laughs> That's a I'm sorry, they love. And I'm like trying not to let it distract me. But it's just like. And I locked the door. You remember when I told you I locked the door? Yeah. How the fuck is he still opening it? He fucking pried it open with a spoon, Lady Love. What is wrong with him? <laughs> he came in. I heard him jiggle the door. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> and then I heard him leave. And then he came back and he fucking opened the door with a fucking spoon. And then came and grabbed something and left. What a psycho. <laughs> Apparently he can open doors with spoons. I mean, I can break into a door with a credit card. <laughs> I never thought about the spoon, though. Yeah, no, definitely never a spoon. I guess that makes more sense. It's probably easier than a credit card because it's metal. Yeah, and so it won't bend. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Clemence <people>. was... <laughs> oh, I know. That's so fucking funny. I knew that was going to happen, though. Because he used to call you during our episodes while you were here. Man, not even 20 feet away. I know. He's so needy. Dating a girl, lady love. Dating a girl. One of us has to be the girl. I know. <laughs> the more I drink this lady love, it's like the saltier it gets. Really? It's weird. Maybe I should throw some oyster crackers in it or something. Man, and I regret the fact that I didn't buy them, lady love. Making bad mistakes down here. <laughs> Always nice to have oyster crackers. Oh, oh that didn't look like a good face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Okay, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. Keep going, lay love. I mean, it can't be worse than the Bud Light Platinum Seltzers. Oh no, no, 
this drink all day mm-hmm. that i don't know why it just it was it they sounded so good in theory i know they just sounded delicious there. no definitely not like that was the first time i think i've never been able but that i couldn't finish like an alcoholic beverage i can usually force myself to drink just about anything <laughs> I mean, you can see like all the spice can you see all the spice mm-hmm. at the bottom of the glass yeah it looks like mad pepper in there or something oh yeah all right Maybe I'll get a second win and drink another cup and maybe I'll be instantaneously Whoa. Instantaneously? <laughs> I really hope I'm not having a stroke drunk. Oh, man. Okay. So, Onward. Clements was, in fact, perpetually miserable and wouldn't stop complaining about not wanting to be married to Gustav or take care of both her damn kids. <laughs> like, bitch, stop having kids then! Yeah, she's going to complain about it, too. <laughs> they look like I hear Beanie scratching on the door. And I'm like, because eh. every time I open this door, they just run in and run on top of the tower and stare at me. <laughs> it's either going to be the scratching on the door or the staring of the soul. I know. <laughs> They'll be fine. They're probably dying because Deb's farting out there. <laughs> <laughs> they love them. They can support it. Farney lo- loves it. Beanie's not about it. She's like, oh, bitch. Let me get the fuck Beanie's up here. not about anything. I know. So in an attempt to save this train wreck of a marriage, Gustav sent Christine to live with his sister, Isabel, and her husband, possibly. I'm oh. like, you could just send your kids away to go live with somebody else. Wow. Yeah, my face was like, wait, that's it? You go to a sibling. You... I am so tired of you. I don't even care for you, but I'm sending you away to live some else. That was their daughter. Since Clements didn't want to, because Christine and her sister are the ones who end up like committing the murder later. Christine and her sister. Yeah, so she sent her daughter away. Like she didn't care. Yeah, because she didn't want to take care of the kids. So Gustav thought that this would be a way to fix it. Like, bitch, you just moved out of state and now you're sending your kid away? She got some balls to be effing around. I know. Get pregnant, have some babies, complain about getting pregnant and having babies and being married. And now you just send your kid away? Exactly. Like you didn't have to get married. I'm sure you could have used a coat hanger. Like, isn't that a method back in the day? (laughs) I am certain that was like that in 1900. I know. But maybe they didn't do that back then. They didn't do that back then. We've been trying to get rid of fucking babies that they don't want for fucking centuries. They just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm just saying, oh, they love. Damn, they love. In China, I when mean, they don't want a kid, they leave that bitch on the side of the road. I know it's so sad. It's so <laughs> sad. Oh my god. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she could have had an abortion, but I don't know. But anyways, it's not like she doesn't have a maid. This lady is out here complaining, getting banged on the side, and now she has one less kid to take care of. She's got it made. Yeah, I know. Well, Christine went with Gustav's sister, Isabel, a short time after her birth, and she lived happily with Isabel for seven years and was well taken care of. But her auntie had like some interesting thought processes. Um, Okay. So... Isabel sternly believed that men were, quote, the human embodiment of evil. Oh, no. 
So, I mean, that's probably not like the best person to have raising a kid, a daughter. Yeah, I would say so. That's like a lot. Like, I I mean, mean, dudes do suck. And I'm sure back in that day, they sucked even way more. Meanwhile, the horrendously disgusting fucks Christine call parents (laughs) are making the worst possible decisions imaginable. They are once again pregnant. And in September 1911, their third and final daughter, Leah, was born. And she was sent to live with Clemence's uncle until the day he died. Oh, my God. How long was that? If that was the mom's uncle. Um, Uncles are taking care of babies now? What is up with this? Well, I mean, his sister already had the one kid. So she was probably like, I ain't got no brother. So I guess uncle will do. That they keep having all these goddamn kids and she don't even like him. Three kids, yeah. For somebody that she doesn't like, she fucks them quite a bit. I know. I feel like they had to have like hate sex. Isn't that the best kind? No wonder she got pregnant. Lady love, now it's all coming together. I know. <laughs> a hate bone. Well, to make this whole shitty fuck fest even worse, in 1912, Clements found out that Gustav molested mm-hmm. or raped their eldest daughter, Emilia, when she was only nine or 10 years old. Oh, instead of doing the motherly thing and beating the living shit out of Gustav for touching her baby, she blamed Emilia, deciding Emilia had to have seduced her father. Like what the actual fuck? Ew. Yeah. Like this bitch has problems. I don't know what it was back in that day. Like, what is with people back in that day? They thought some crazy shit. They were just selfish motherfuckers. Yeah. And I mean, like, closed off. It's not like they had communications with other places. So probably, like, their most immediate people were like, oh, imagine being able to be trapped in a bubble like that. Dude, fuck that. Like, you know, I don't know where I would be if Tinder didn't exist. Oh my gosh, we love. You would be fine. I know, but it's like such an easy way to like talk to people. And then if you don't want to ever talk to them again, you just don't have to. That's true. That's very true. And like, I feel like people back then stayed with each other because they didn't really have other options all like that. So it was a necessity. Yeah. But like now we're in a generation of like, if I'm not happy, you can go fuck yourself. I'll go find somebody else. I'm out, bitch. Yeah. You don't like me? I'm fucking out. Exactly. So, like, I'm just saying. Some things you have to, like, thank God for, like, slutty dating apps. (laughs) Yes. Thank God for Tinder. (laughs) Hey, everything has good to it. (laughs) Although, I wasn't even really about Tinder. I used to use Bumble because, like, on that one. Uh, the girl has to be the first one to like open the line of communication. Yeah. So sometimes I'd just be drunk and scrolling through and like, I don't mean to like (laughs) swipe right on someone. And then whenever that happens and they try to talk to you, it's super awkward. So then it wouldn't have to, I would just let it expire and no words would be said. (laughs) Let it expire. You had a certain time frame to respond. Yeah. Oh, wow. Never been on these dating apps. Thank God. I don't think I'd be good at it. I mean, there's too many, lady love. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like I talked to people, really, because I was, like, working all the time and stuff. I just wanted, like, a bang partner. So 
I was single doing me. <laughs> I guess that's very different. That's also true. So Clemence was so pissed that she not only left Gustav, but she also sent Amelia to the Bon Pastier Catholic Orphanage, which she knew had Ooh. a reputation for its brutality and discipline and were especially Ooh. mercilessly cruel to children. Oh, no. Like, bitch, you're really blaming your daughter? She sent it to an orphanage. Yeah, an orphanage that was known to, like, beat their kids. That's sad. Like, that's fucked up. And since the Clements was on her fuck Gustav and his whole family train, she also took Christine away from Isabel and sent her to live at the same orphanage as Amelia. Oh, no. That fucking sucks. She was fine where she was. I hope this bitch, like, went to hell. She definitely went to hell. Yeah. She's probably getting, like, ass-fucked by Satan now. Mean old lady. Well, Leah, however, was just as unfortunate as her sister's. And after her uncle's passing, she was sent to live at a different orphanage. Some sources say that they were at the same orphanage, but others said that she was sent somewhere else and didn't really grow up with her sisters. Wow. All of the children were abused and neglected in every way imaginable. And because of this, they all had an abundance of trauma. Leah especially Mm. is described as being quiet, nervous, and altogether unintelligent with an obedient spirit. Oh, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's awful. I can't imagine how they were treated. I mean, you saw what happened with, like, Albert Fish when he was in, like, the orphanages and shit. Yeah, that was... Ew. And, like, back in the day, like, the early 1900s, they used to have these orphanages. And, like, they would hire pedophiles and, like, men that were super, super abusive towards kids to, like punish the orphans when they were bad and they would like molest them and rape them and beat them oh i never knew that yeah it was fucked up mm. like there's definitely- oh yeah there's definitely a reason that like a lot of people grow up fucked up oh that's sad man this episode is a uh, quite a downer i told you made love it's a lot it's horrible quite a downer it's just sad While she wasn't in the worst orphanage known to man at this time, she was alone with none of her family or any friends to support her. So with Amelia and Christine growing up in the same terrible place, they were very, very close and stuck to one another like glue. As the years passed, Amelia decided that she did not want to leave the orphanage when she was of age. So in 1918, she instead entered the convent and became a nun. And this is where she remained for the rest of her life. Wow. And because, like, once you become a nun, you basically are cut off from your family. So, like, she never saw her sisters or anything again. I mean, I'm sure she probably didn't want to, or it was, like, yeah, different for her. I mean, after being raped by your dad and then getting sent to, like, a terrible evil orphanage. Yeah, I- and then being tortured there. Oh, yeah. I can see why she would want to, like, ward off men and just, like, <laughs> be somewhere mm-hmm. she can have a bed and, like, an itchy robe. <laughs> <laughs> itchy robe. <laughs> you know it was in wool robes itchy oh, as fuck i always wondered how they felt they're itchy lady love i hoped that they would be breathable wool is like heavy oh that's even worse i don't know I maybe i have to wear like socks underneath there they gotta Long be completely time. covered hmm that's interesting they cover their hair and everything, which I don't get. Like, why do you got to cover your hair, bro? I guess I don't get that part either. They wear their little 
uncap. I wonder if it's because like your hair is kind of what accents your face. So usually anybody besides like men, probably like for women, your hair is usually like what really makes you an attractive human. Like a certain haircut uh-huh. can make you look weird. Maybe, ahead, should, <laughs> maybe you should try locking the door again. <laughs> I'm telling you, there are more spoons in the house. I have to lock the spoons inside with me. <laughs> Just like strap them to Nala or something. Yeah. So Amelia being Christine's role model inspired her younger sister to do the same. When she became of age, Christine wished to enter the convent and join her sister. Parental rights really sucked dick in this era. And although mm-hmm. she gave the girls to the orphanage and didn't do one goddamn thing for them ever in their life, Clements sadly still had control over her children's lives. And boy, oh boy, this bitch had a plan. They just had no idea that she had one yet. So this flaming fucking cum dumpster of a mother did not make the mistake that she made with Amelia. She decided when the girls turned 15 years old that she would take them back from the orphanage and force them to work so she could take all of their money to support herself. Oh, no. <laughs> like, this bitch is Satan. Yeah. What did she make <laughs> them do for work? As soon as they turned 15 years old, Christine was sent to work for a family as... Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I lost where I was. I've been, like, updating my <laughs> notes and doing it on my phone. So I don't have to, like, write everything, which is making it a lot faster and, like, neater. Yeah. But... I keep like accidentally pressing the screen and then it like moves. <laughs> it moves your cursor? Yeah. And then it like moves where my page was in general. Um, Layla, you need a new phone. I know. After but you get your house settled, you need to treat yourself to a new phone. Oh. <laughs> oh. I hate spending do. money on phones. I hate it. Just do it. It's just so expensive. I don't give a shit. I'll like walk around with my phone permanently plugged into a charger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Lay Love. I think you should still do it. Sit on it. You know, don't say no already. Just let that simmer. And then maybe you'll feel about it differently later. think about it but i just got done paying off all my credit cards so i'm not trying to have like another payment on something <laughs> also it's got this house i know that too that's what i'm saying we're spending so much money stop scratching the door oh my god can you hear this <laughs> they're aggressively scratching like, <laughs> like i'm sure there's paint missing it's like all i can hear is they're going scratch 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 like both paws like the bitch is putting in work it's not even like it's one paw she's like oh my god okay they, hang on let me open the door they hear, I, like, yeah because they hear you talking they're like eh, open up this door <laughs> oh my god really <laughs> it's Dev passed out on the couch i swear <laughs> oh i don't think you heard me is that passed out on the couch Oh, yeah, he is. And as soon as I opened that door, it was like a waft of fart hit me in the face. I'm so mad. <laughs> I don't know how you tolerate somebody that smells so badly. In this oh. household, you will have space. You can, you can have them air out in the back. Oh, Lady Love, I'm going to have my own, like, recording studio inside the, the house. We were looking at, like, paint colors and shit today. That's awesome. I am so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> 
that's gonna be cool late love i can't wait to see it <laughs> i know you can't come see it in person late love <laughs> i know clement says lazy fat box selfish always self mooched off of someone else forever she never worked so as soon as she as she turned 15 christine was sent to work for a family as a live-in cook and housekeeper Clements, however, wasn't happy with her pay, so she forced Christine to seek better paying job opportunities, which caused her to live with many different families. Mm. And most of those families described her as being a hard worker, but very cold and rude. Mm. But I mean, given her life, I feel like that's to be expected. Yeah, it's not going to be nice. So at least she's not going to be fucking rainbows and sunshine. This bitch just got of a fucking Catholic orphanage. Yeah. Once Leah turned 15, she suffered the same fate as Christine and worked for many families as a live-in cook and housemaid in order to line her mother's pockets. Since both of the girls worked in the same field, they tried to work together as much as possible, but had been separated at times. In 1926, Christine found a job as a live-in maid at a two-story townhouse at 6 Rue Bruyere. And she worked for a family named the Lancelins mm-hmm. or Lancelin. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like, uh, skunk Pepe Le Pew? Yep. <laughs> Mon chéri. And he's like, shipping her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, I miss those cartoons. I know. They were the good cartoons. Now they're probably, like, banned from the world because they're inappropriate or whatever. Right. They probably call it racist. (laughs) No, it's too much, too much, like, PDA. Oh, yeah. My God, that's that's not allowed. That skunk is kissing the arm of a cat. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with it. The Lancelin family consisted of Monsieur René Lancelin a retired solicitor, which was just a lawyer back in that day, his wife, Madame Leone Lancelin, mm-hmm. and their youngest daughter. It's spelled like Genevieve, but they pronounce it Genevieve. Oh, okay. Which, That's I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Genevieve. Yeah. <laughs> they also had an older daughter, but she was already married and out of the house by this time. After she was hired, Christine asked the Lancelines to give her sister a job as well. And after a few months of consistently excellent work, she finally convinced Madame Leone to hire Leah as a chambered maid, which is basically a maid or a maid servant. The sisters shared a heated room in the attic with one bed and a balcony, which was super luxurious and unheard of for servants at this time. They also may have been given insurance, which had just started becoming a thing at this time in case they were ever injured on the job. Oh, wow. They were finding jobs in the midst of getting benefits. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. I mean, I guess, but what, come on, imagine what insurance in the 1900s was. I mean, I'm sure they made house calls back then. Like, it would have been very different. I think this is like their version of workers' comp, not like health insurance. Oh, 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 oh. I thought it was like insurance, like health insurance. Like No, I think it was just like in case they got hurt while they were working. Well, you know, I guess, yeah, that's still good to have. I guess. but Cut an the- arm off cooking. 
<laughs> your hand. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. You're probably got like a penny a day. Slice a finger off. I heard a rumor that at my job, if you slice a finger off, it's worth like a couple grand. I think your thumb should be your most, I think it's your most expensive one. I feel like that would be appropriate. I do a lot with my thumbs. I mean, what can you do with these if you didn't have your thumb? <laughs> I can bend this finger. You could never pick anything up. I know. Like I couldn't. I mean, I'd have to like palm it. <laughs> is your palm game that strong? How much of the thumb is missing now? See, it's too much blood left. I mean, I feel like if it's just like up to the knuckle, it's all right. <laughs> you know what? That's still kind of a thumb though. Yeah. But did you know that, like, back in the day, if you lost a finger, they used to, like, cut off one of your toes and they could put it on. Like, if you lost your thumb back in the day, they used to cut off your big toe and sew it on to your thumb. No. Yeah, I swear, Jesus. No. Yeah. That's a fat thumb. Yeah, that would look weird as fuck. Like, I'd just rather not have a thumb. (laughs) Yeah, I'll figure it out with my other one. It probably smelled like feet, too. I bet you it did. That'd be gross. Now the dog is here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Late love. We need to get you Pretty like a library pass or something. <laughs> individual family members are coming to visit me at the most inopportune time. And then I'm out there and nobody gives a shit about me. I know. It's just because you're busy and they're like, oh, I want her attention because she's not here to give me attention right now. <sighs> you got to do okay. it on days when he's working and you're off. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) we will. So Christina and Leah had a strictly business relationship with the Lasselines and they never spoke to them. There was zero communication with Renee ever. And they only spoke with Leone about work through written notes. Written notes? Might as well send a fucking pigeon. What the hell? I know. (laughs) A bird like just comes up to the attic window and like knocks its head on (laughs) And then it, it, it tells you what you're going to do for the next four days or something. Yeah. It's like a, That's a weird way to communicate. I mean, but I guess they have no socialization. Yeah. Got kidnapped at 15 to work. Not kidnapped, but. Yeah. Taken by the monster mom. Leone was super crazy and meticulous about the cleanliness of her. Oh, Jesus. That's a big dog. <laughs> and she's yeah. just like staring at you. Oh, yeah, she sure is. <sighs> it's just one thing after another. <laughs> Musa, lady love Musa. We'll figure out a schedule when you're just alone in the house. <laughs> Leonel was super crazy and meticulous about the cleanliness of her home and would regularly do white glove inspections. Mm. Like, I didn't know that was like really a thing where they put on a fucking white glove and like run their finger across the top of a desk or whatever. Yeah, I think they do it in the military, too. That's ridiculous. Fuck out of here. Yeah. She had little to no complaints about the quality of Christine and Leah's work. And although she didn't exactly consider them friends, Leone did show some small acts of kindness towards the girls. And she actually found out somehow that Clements was taking all of Christine and Leah's money. And she put a stop to it immediately. Leone, I... Well, she either spoke to Clements in person or over the phone and told her to fuck off and find a job because she wasn't going to see a single cent of Christine and Leah's money ever again. Damn, fun. Which, that needed to happen because that lazy ass bitch, like, 
You ain't yeah. never changed a diaper in your life and you're out here fucking taking all their money. Mm-hmm. So the girls had a very hectic schedule and worked 14 hour shifts six days a week and only had one half day off on Sundays, which they spent at church. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not what I'd be that's doing on my day half off. day. That's not even a whole. It's literally a half a day off. Oh, that isn't a day off. Not at all. And 14 hour shifts, six days a week. That sounds like my job. <laughs> that's eight hours that you get off. Right? Uh, it doesn't quite make 24, no. does it? No, it only makes 22. So, so they you, get 10 you, hours. And then you spend probably eight of them sleeping yeah. from working so hard. And then you, an hour to wake up and an hour to go to sleep. Yep. Hey, huh? Dude, I could not. Like, that would not be my life. Um, I mean, at least they were living maids and they had a nice area. I guess. And they had a heated room. But they only have one bed. Like, you cheap bitch ass motherfuckers. They love it to help, though. Yeah, that's true. And also, they did them a solid stopping the mom from getting all the payments. Yeah. But then what happens to them? So it sounds like that problem is solved, right? No more mom? Yeah, for now. Well, Christine and Leah had no social life. What little time off they did have was spent in their room and occasionally with a psychic medium who told them that they were husband and wife in a past life. That the sisters were husband and wife? Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if you can see where this is going. Your your sister can be a part of your life, but she doesn't have to sleep with you. Can't you just shop together? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So although Christine and Leah didn't grow up together, they grew as close as two people could. So close, in fact, that some sources say Leone walked in on them bumping uglies. Mm, 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 mm. So bizarre. I just don't get the incest. But I mean, at least it's two girls. I know. But I mean, they did kind of look like guys. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's what they liked about each other the most. <laughs> oh, you should Google it, Lady Love. They literally look like what the definition of the word Olga would look like. And also, um, if they were raised in like an orphan, I'm sure they weren't doing like manicures and pedicures and keeping up with like maintenance. No, they had like one eyebrow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel bad. So I feel bad. I it's mean, it's like a weird turn, but I feel bad. Oh, like, I don't know how, no matter how sad I am, I would definitely never fuck my sister. <laughs> <laughs> you and your sister have a different relationship than this, than these sisters they love, obviously. I mean, no, I don't think any sisters have a relationship like this. Oh, no. But I mean, I guess the one sister, she grew up with like a woman that was like, I hate men. All men That's are evil. True. And then yeah. the other one, <laughs> the other one is just like super obedient religious well if they're religious back then weren't lesbianims like going to hell i mean i think they've always been going to hell as far as they're concerned okay i'm not gonna mess with it what's wrong i feel like it's all knotted it's supposed to be maybe oh so don't untie that yeah no that's how the threads are on there is they're all knotted okay won't touch it (laughs) (laughs) I cannot help myself. Oh my god, we love. 
you need to come back and just go shopping with me. There's a new store that opened up called Gabe's and I seen it and I was like, oh, what is that? Like, and Def was like, oh, it's, it's kind of like, like a TJ Maxx or something. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to go. And he's like, <sighs> I can already see the face. Today we went to go look at paint colors and shit. And there was a home goods store like right near the, the Lowe's down on transit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've never been to that home goods. And he's like, good thing you can go in like a month. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then we're in Lowe's. And I'm like, can we look at plants? And he's like, we're not going to buy any plants now. Just wait till we move. And I'm like, but I want a plant. <laughs> and he's like, just wait. <laughs> oh, I want more plants. I know they love there's one I seen today and it's called a dragon's breath and it's super pretty and like magenta e red and like awesome and I want it. And that's like, so cute. I know. And see, you don't have that toxic trait of not telling me to buy stuff. <laughs> I know, but Layla, you should definitely go buy it. I know I right before I left. That's what I said, and he's like. We already have a ton of plants and we got to move and them Devin all. was with me the day that I was moving. No, the day that before I was moving that I bought a plant. I was I like, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> See? He's just rude. <laughs> Remind him of that, lay love, and go treat yourself to a plant. I'm going to leave love. He's just going to come home and it's going to be here. <laughs> He's going to be like, fuck. <laughs> yep. But... Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But outside of that weird thing, Leone seemed to be happy with them and their work. So they continued working for the Lancelines for many years. However, as Leone's mental health and depression got worse, so did her cruelty and nitpicking towards the girls. She is said to have become even more critical of the job done and began to physically assault Christine and Leah for the things that she felt were wrong. Oh, could you imagine what would happen if while I was housekeeping, some bitch tried to assault me because I fucking left a piece of paper underneath her bed? I would have murdered somebody. And she didn't like it. <laughs> I can't imagine. Nobody could work at a job like that. No, like that's fucking awful. Be abused. You can't yeah. do that. That's illegal. Back then it wasn't. In one incident, Leah had accidentally missed a scrap of paper on the floor and Leone pinched her so hard that she fell to her knees and picked it up. Wikipedia claims that the abuse got so bad that, quote, at its peak, she would slam the girl's heads against the wall. How strong was this old lady? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what is this? And who's letting them slam their head against the wall? Like, yeah, especially because to be of age exactly like you're young but you're not that young beat this bitch but yeah. I mean, I, they have to be like in their 20s at this point because it's 19 after 1926 after 19, oh yeah yeah early 20s by now so fuck out of here like she's probably old and fucking decrepit you're all young and spry and you actually move around <laughs> push the hands. Back. Yeah. yeah i don't uh but then with their past too i can see how they're so submissive or like, yeah, like just letting it happen. Yeah. Well, after the incident over the scrap of paper, Leah told Leone that if she ever got physical with her again, she would defend herself. Mm. Let her know, I- Leah. Mm-hmm. Like, fight mm-hmm. this bitch. 
Dude, I was at Greg's house the other day and like he was watching Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they like bring food on the show all the time in like the later years of Jerry? Bring food for what? Like they would have just food sitting on the stage and shit. And then like the bitches, they would start fighting and like throwing the food at each other. What the fuck? Yeah, like this the episode we were watching while I was there, this chick, she like fucked her best friend's boyfriend. It was, like, trying to tell her and to, like, get her to leave him. And she had brought out subs or something. Or hot dogs, I think. Something like that. And, like, with ketchup, she wrote the word sorry on the sandwich. And she's like, Jerry, I just hope that, like, she can see that I really just don't want to lose her. And I love her. And I don't know why I did that. I brought her this food to, like, make her feel better. And then the bitch comes out. And she's like... Did you really think this was going to make anything better? And she, like, hits her with the sandwich. (laughs) I can perfectly picture it in my head. And it's amazing. Oh, my God. I can perfectly picture this episode. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny because it's, like, this short, little, skinny, white girl. And then this, like, bigger, heavier set. Like, I couldn't tell if she was white or something else. But she was, like, a dark-haired girl. And then, like, the boyfriend that they're both fucking comes out. And he's, like, just this little skinny piece of shit dude that, like, he doesn't even say anything. I'm like, you guys are fighting over this? He looks six. And he's, like, five feet tall. Probably 120 pounds, too. I know. Got nothing going. Doesn't work. But yet, (laughs) out here, there are girls slapping each other with (laughs) lunch meat. With ketchup. (laughs) With ketchup. Sorry filled whatever it is like on display buns <laughs> man you can slap by food now it just turned into all on food fight yeah that's crazy but it was kind of funny though because she just like picked up the sandwich and like bitch slapped her with the sandwich it was so funny meat flew everywhere <laughs> <coughs> who does that <laughs> i mean i guess if i found out that my best friend slept with my boyfriend I can see her with a piece of sandwich too. <laughs> I mean, it's a sorry on it. Lay low. <laughs> Probably. Here's <laughs> a sorry poof. Yeah, Flat exactly. With some tomato. <laughs> I know <laughs> the tomato like sticks to the face. The mayonnaise is on there, and it like slides yeah. off. It has the word sorry imprinted. <laughs> yeah. From the slap. No, no. Well, you know, more. I had to keep going in some way. Now it's food fights. Oh yeah, I heard. Um, well, it was Jerry Springer. But I heard that Jerry's like a judge now or something. What? Yeah, Greg was telling me that. Huh. A judge. All right, Jerry. <laughs> so after seven years of employment, shit starts really falling downhill. Mm-hmm. Early in the day on February 2nd, 1933, 21-year-old Leah went out to pick up the Lancelin's iron that had been mm-hmm. sent out to an electrician to be repaired. <laughs> Could you imagine that back in the day when an iron broke and someone sent it to get repaired? I can't imagine how heavy an iron probably was back then. That shit had to be huge. Like, you remember those old TV shows with the fucking big, fat, old-fashioned irons? They're like 87 pounds. Yeah, it's like mostly a chunk of metal with a little thing connected to it. Yeah, a little block of wood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was still broken and it blew a fuse which knocked out the electricity in the entire house when Leah had plugged it in to do her chores. Mm-hmm. Normally the girls would have fixed this annoying ass problem immediately, 
but Leone and Genevieve, who was in her mid-20s at this point, planned mm-hmm. to be out of the house all day shopping, and then the family was supposed to go to a dinner at a family friend's house, so they decided to push it off. Well, Leone and Genevieve decided to stop home before dinner, and Madame Leone was not happy there was no electricity. Christine, 27-year-olds at this time, met them at the door and then went up to the second floor with Leone to speak while Genevieve stayed on the first floor. Leone did not take Christine's explanation all that well, i.e. she was mm-hmm. fucking pissed and tried to pimp slap this bitch. <laughs> Christine, in response, lost her fucking shit. She lunged oh. at... <laughs> yeah. She lunged at Leone and bashed her head in with a kitchen pewter which is basically a metal pitcher or a tea kettle type kitchen object. Oh, shoot. <laughs> like, can you imagine it? This old bitch has her hand up to like slap her and then she just like, ting, hits her yeah. with her. <laughs> and them shits were heavy back then. She was, probably had a good swing in that. I know, it was probably as heavy as the iron. Yeah, they had to go there. Uh, they do a lot more than that. <gasps> oh, no. Well, Genevieve, who was on the first floor, and Leia, that was in the attic, heard all the commotion and ran to the second floor to see what was happening. Once Genevieve and Leah got into the room, Christine just kept her momentum going and attacked Genevieve, then ordered Leah to join in on the beating. Christine, yeah, it's, um, it's intense. Christine had been randomly erupting into fits of rage pretty often around this time. So Leah, being the obedient sister wife, did what she was told to avoid being the focal point of Christine's wrath. Mm. But once Leah joined in, the fight took on a life of its own and went from Jerry Springer to Dexter real quick. (laughs) The Skanker sisters decided, without having even planned it, to gouge out Leonie and Genevieve's eyes mid-fight. With their fucking hands. Like just straight fingers in the eyeballs. Oh, I can't imagine how painful that is. Like, when I watch people in, like, fights gouge someone's eye with, like, their thumb, it stresses me out. Could you imagine, like, literally getting your fingers in there and, like, popping that bitch out? All that pressure that you have to do to, like, stick that in and... Dude, I would literally shit. Like, just even touching an eyeball freaks me out. And I put in context for years. Mm. I could not. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Do you remember when like Maury used to have those weird episodes where it'd be like people that can do just weird shit and that one lady yeah. could like pop her eyes out of her head? I'm sure that's a thyroid problem. I'm sure that's uh No, like not just natural talent. She would like open her eyes and her eyeballs would literally like shoot like, out. Bend out, yeah. yeah. Like what like the fuck? A cartoon. It like traumatized I, me. I still say it's a thyroid problem all these years later. <laughs> They continued the beating on Madame Lancelot and her daughter, or sorry, and then they continued beating Madame Lancelin and her daughter over the head with the kitchen pewter after gouging mm. out their eyes. Damn. But that wasn't good enough. So master skanker Christine took a break to go to the kitchen and get a knife and a hammer, while mini skanker Leah continued on with the beating. When Christine got back, The Skanker sisters beat them with a hammer for a little bit, then took turns mutilating Leone and Genevieve's bodies with the knife. They sliced up their legs and ass cheeks, 
destroyed. Oh. Yeah. Like, just like they're laying there and they just like literally cut them across their ass oh. and legs. Like at this point they had to have been dead. They were hit on their head so many times. I hope so. Just for their sake. Well, they destroyed both of their pussies and then are said to have used Genevieve's period blood like chicken broth to baste Leone's body. In, <gasps> le- in layman terms, they covered Leone's body in her daughter's menstrual blood. Ew. Who comes up with that? Like, what in your head? How could you collect that much of it to cover an entire body? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I wonder if that means, like, after they cut up their pussies, they, like, shove their hands in there and just, like... Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, probably, like, exactly yeah. like a turkey, like, when you're going in for the, the stuffing. That's not nasty at all. <laughs> when they were done, they pulled their skirts up over their heads, removed their panties, and went to the kitchen to wash the blood off their hands. Exhausted from the two-hour-long mutilation... Two hours, lady love. Is that another person? <laughs> it's like clockwork, lady love. It's like every 15 to 20 minutes, someone walks in the room. Babe, can you close my door? It's not even fully closed. Sorry, lady love. I would share this joint with you if I could. It's like I have no privacy. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Yeah, you just need to put like a padlock on the door. <laughs> Very clearly. Oh, fuck me. All right. So, and we're going. <laughs> Exhausted from the two hour long mutilation, they went downstairs to lock the front door, then went up to their room, locked that door, and crawled into bed together, leaving the hammer that they murdered the Lancelin women with next to the bed. What the fuck was that? What's that? Like Jesus Christ, I love there was like a centipede or something that just like crawled across the floor and it was like big. I don't like centipedes all like that. Oh god. (laughs) Jesus take the hell. Oh my god. Centipedes like Uh, freaked me out. I watched the movie Centipede once and it was like uh, it literally destroyed my soul, the human centipede. Yeah. Like my ex was into watching a lot of people. Oh, it was disgusting. Like my ex was super into watching those terrible movies, like the super fucked up ones. And I'm like, dude, Mm -hmm. I can't watch this. Like I literally had a nightmare. And I think it was on Netflix for a little while. Yeah, that's what that's where he watched it. And I wanted to die. It was like three of them. And I'm like, how could you manage to make three of these fucking movies? This is awful. Of just the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Even bigger. I know. (laughs) What are you doing this time? doing it bigger <laughs> now we're sewing 10 faces to asses yes oh my god oh, i can't believe somebody made that into a movie it just i just can't believe someone thought of that at all right i want i feel like horror movies and stuff like that is like serial killers that don't want to murder people so they Ooh. you know like people that could be serial killers that you know, don't want to actually murder people, so they like just create movies about it. They put their fantasies into the into the film. Yeah, and then they make it a thing. That's a very detailed fantasy and nasty. Yeah, no, definitely disgusting. But yeah, so 
went up to their room, locked the door, and crawled into bed together, leaving the hammer they murdered the Lancelin women with next to the bed. Meanwhile, Renee Lancelin is at dinner wondering where the fuck his wife and daughter are. At first, he was super irritated, but as more time passed, he became worried. They wouldn't have taken this long, especially because that winter was unusually cold. Mm -hmm. So he went home to check on them. And when Renee, possibly with his son-in-law, got to the house around 6.30 or 7, Mm -hmm. the house was completely dark except for a light on in the attic. And he couldn't get inside because the door was dead bolted from inside. Oh. Renee immediately thought something bad had to have happened and assumed someone may have broken into the house or worse. Mm-hmm. So Renee, possibly with his son-in-law, went to a local police station to get help. When the popo got there, they had to climb over the garden wall and into the kitchen door to get inside the house. It was pitch black inside. The cops walked around the first floor and didn't find anything suspicious. So they started making their way up the stairs to the second floor. As they got closer to the top, they saw what looked like a marble on the floor. So they looked a little closer and shined a flashlight on it. And obviously, you know what that was. Mm -hmm. Fucking eyeball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Obviously, from the looks of this, I meant it as like a pun, but I don't know. (laughs) I got the fun, love. I dig it. (laughs) something horrible happened and as they continued deeper into the room the crime scene just got more and more horrifying obviously there was blood everywhere but there was also bone fragments and teeth scattered all over the place shit that stresses me out too can you imagine hitting someone in the teeth like that so hard that you knock them out yeah oh that hurt yeah like my teeth hurt thinking about it and the Lancelin ladies were literally unrecognizable. But that's to be expected since their bodies had been beaten and stabbed with everything but the kitchen sink. Damn. Fun fact. They had to pull the victim's skirts down to take the crime scene photos because women weren't supposed to be photographed indecently in this day. Wow. They don't even have nope. photos of what their pussies looked like because they were fucked up mutilated fucking ripped open badges mm-hmm. with period blood smeared all over their bodies i wondered how they did it but now i guess we'll never know there are no photos yeah <laughs> i mean there's photos of them and that's just a lot mm. both of the women's faces were beaten to the point where there were no distinguishable facial features leone's skull was completely smashed in on the right side and her eyeballs were tucked into the scarf that she was wearing that day. So I'm wondering what they did. They got, like, were they, they said they gouged their eyes out while they were still alive. So did they, like, continue to hold their eyes in their hand after, or did they, like, put them down? Maybe they put them somewhere, because she said that they were were hitting them over the head after that. Yeah, I would have to think that some eyeballs rolling around. They probably get stepped on, get squished. <clears throat> so I think like, it's put them on the counter, then beat them. <laughs> like, you know what? You could have these eyeballs. <laughs> I'm going to tuck them in your scarf. Yeah. I was picturing her like gouging it out and then like putting it in her like waitress apron or whatever it is. Oh, I'm like, like I'm in the pocket later. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think about that. That's a good point. It's disgusting, though. I don't ever want to feel what it's like to hold an eyeball in your hand. It would just stress me out. The cops, not knowing what happened, are expecting to find the Skanker sisters dead somewhere, not even suspecting that they could have been the ones that murdered them. So when they got to the attic and it was locked, they busted down the door, fully expecting an equally brutal crime scene. But instead, they were shocked. The Skanker sisters were snuggling comfortably in bed together, either naked or just in bathrobes, depending on the source. Mm. But either way, no one had panties on. And sitting right next to them on a chair was the hammer still covered in blood and hair. Ugh. But they weren't trying to hijack shit when it came to the attack. These thug-ass bitches confessed to the murders in the same tone that I would use to order coffee at Jim Hortons. Yeah, I killed her. Yep. <laughs> it was me. It was us. I did it. I didn't did it. What you gonna do now, copper? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like, realistically, they were like, fuck it. I'm just gonna go to bed. Like, they yeah, had time I'll to get... this later. Yeah. They had time to run away. And, like, pretty sure in this era, they didn't even believe that women could be, like, murderers. So they probably could have just got away with it. True. True. Like, someone murdered the family and then kidnapped the maids. Maids were never to be seen again. The end. Exactly. However, they weren't being 100% honest. At some point while Leah was being questioned, Christine shot her a you better shut the fuck up look. And she told the cop, quote, I'm deaf and dumb to the next question that he asked her. Damn. Like, what? Really? What are you hiding at this point? Like, you already said you get that ass beat, though, if she did. So she was like, What'd you say? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Exactly. Well, the cops immediately arrested the both of them, and the Skanker sisters told them how the whole bludgeoning came about and that it was self-defense. Christine did, however, tell the cops that she regretted nothing and would prefer to have the skin of her bosses rather than, or sorry. Christine did, however, tell the cops she regretted nothing and would quote, prefer to have the skin of my bosses rather than that they have mine. And if it my sister, I did not, or if it, or that of my sister. Jesus Christ. What did you say? Yeah, did you say something? Okay. Oh, Jesus, we love. <laughs> Keep going, we love. <laughs> Sorry. Christine did, however, tell the cops she regretted nothing and would, quote, prefer to have the skin of my bosses rather than that they have mine or that of my sister. I did not premeditate my crime. I have no hatred towards them, but I do not accept the gesture that Madame Lancelin had for me that evening. Which, given the situation, if that bitch tried to smack me, I'm definitely fighting her. I wouldn't have ripped her eyeballs out and put them in her scarf, but I definitely would have fought her. She was basically like, I didn't appreciate how she was treating me. So I took care of it. I don't yeah. appreciate what she did that day. So I fought back. Now what? I mean, it's a logical jump. Not really. Like the aggression. <laughs> it's overkill. Not really? <laughs> but I mean, I get it. I so, do too. I do. <laughs> well, after this tragic event, the Lancelin ladies had a gigantic funeral with over a thousand guests from all over the place. Damn. I don't even think I know a thousand people. Facebook would say otherwise, they love. 
I know, but Facebook doesn't count. Those are all people I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is just a list of people that you have no idea who they are. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I only know, I probably only actually know like a hundred people on my Facebook friends list. I can see that. I think the number would be higher though. Yeah, probably. I do know a lot of people, but like friends, friends wise, it's not like a lot. That's true though. Okay, that's true. (laughs) So obviously the Skanker sisters were in jail, but not kept together. And this seemed to have a huge effect on Master Skanker Christine during this time. And she kept having these insanely explosive manic episodes, which seemed to be pointing to her suffering from some sort of mental illness. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a, a far leap to that. Like this bitch beat her boss's head in with a kitchen pewter and then sliced up her vagina. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, eh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> She's going through it. She is. She was hallucinating, rolling around on the floor, screaming for her sister wife, Leah. And she even had to be put in a straight jacket once to, per- to prevent her. Fr- blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker. Why can't I talk today? <sighs> She was hallucinating, rolling around on the floor, screaming for her sister wife, Leah, and she even had to be put in a straitjacket once to prevent herself from gouging her own eyes out. Wow. I'm never trying to do that. Who tries to do that? Right. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. I feel so bad for her. She's, like, tortured in her head. Yeah. Like, Can you imagine she's that? Fucked. You get put in a straitjacket because you're a danger to yourself? Like, that's just... Can't even make it without wanting to go. Uh. Yeah, like that's a lot. Even people that would like pretend to hurt themselves in high school, like you know the weirdos that would like burn themselves with lighters and shit. Oh, that that hurt. Yeah, but they would never do anything that would like be a permanent damage. Yeah. <laughs> like you gouge your eyes out. That's it. Oh yeah. She could have even tried to like cut off her nipple, and it would have grown back. Oh, only the tip the of the nipple grow back. Like the tip of the the nipple. Yeah, like the areola, if you cut that off, that doesn't grow back. But like the tip of the nip grows back. And the only reason I know that... The only reason I know that is because like one of my cousin's friends when I was growing up, he had his nipples pierced and he would like ride around all all the time on his bike without a shirt on. Mm -hmm. And like the one day he fell off his bike and like his nipple rings ripped his nipples off. Oh, God! (laughs) And well, his nipples grew back and he had them repierced. I mean, at least that's a good end. That's a good ending to the story. Yeah. Fuck, though. Want to get them repierced after they've been through that much trauma? I would never. Got them pierced, ripped off, and pierced again? I don't know. Some people are gluttons for punishment. Oh, man. Which, Layla, why do people insist on talking to me when I go to the gym? You just have that approachable face. I don't though. Like I look mean. Everybody knows I look mean. But I'm like walking in and I just put my stuff inside the locker and I'm going to walk towards the cardio equipment. And this like old guy looks at me and he goes, Those must have cost a lot. Talking about my tattoos. Oh. And I was like, Yeah, a decent amount. And he goes, You must like pain. Who says that? Okay. <laughs> like, that's fucking not okay. And I was like, no, I just have a high tolerance for it. And I like walked away. <laughs> so it's weird. People never know how to catch a social cue. It's 
awful with their terrible social skills. Awful. Try to hint, sir. Read the room. Exactly. <laughs> like, but where we grew up, people don't talk to each other. Oh, not like they do here. Everybody wants to know your fucking life story here. Living in the it's West insane. Side. I never knew my neighbors. I never talked to my neighbors. There was no neighborly shit. Like, that's right. Here, you walk outside and someone's like trying to walk across the lawn. Like, bitch, I didn't ask you to come over here. (laughs) You stay on your side. I stay on mine. Speaking of neighbors, I got to make sure my car locked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) You got damn neighbors again. Oh, it's okay. It's only temporary. I know. And a year will pass very. It'll pass quick. It's already been like almost what two months? Yeah, I have. Uh, like one more week, and it'll be two months. So sad. Actually, like five more days. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I can't believe it's been two months. <laughs> Not the tits, but that's all. Have you approached the subject of the travel nursing yet? Not even close. <laughs> you should. Do you a long time? Maybe when I come up and visit. We can like break him into it a little bit. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What?" He knows I'll fight him. It's fine. <laughs> At this point, I'm, I think he's willing to fight dirty. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll punch his ass right in his cauliflower ear. <laughs> oh, those things! They so, always look like they hurt. I think they do. They don't. No, I thought you would feel it. Like nothing. Really. They don't even feel swollen to him. Like, they just feel like ears. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's weird. Oh, that is so weird. I've never touched one, so I don't know what it feels like. It's all like, you don't want to touch it. (laughs) (laughs) I picture it like, you remember when you were little and you'd have like those baby toys where they have like the little plastic thing and you can crunch it and it makes like a crunchy noise? Yeah. That's what I imagine his ear feels like. Like a crunchy, no. like, ew. Yeah, no, you would think so, but no, it's hard. Like, Really? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's weird to see him with normal ears. Yeah, he's always had that, as long as I've known him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't, like, stick with the BJJ. Mm. Yeah. 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 I would not. like, official tear-up. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would not be okay. I broke my nose once and my nose got kind of big. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at my nose from the side, it's got, like, a bump right here. I never noticed that. Yeah. My nose is, like, sensitive. So, like, if someone punches me in the nose, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you just told them your weakness, lady love. It's not like any of my listeners are going to come and punch me in my nose. I'd be a little rude. <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. Okay, good point. Good point. So after these episodes, she went to the court magistrate and tried to take the rap for the murders of both the Lancelin ladies, saying that Leah was not involved at all. And at the time of the attack, she was suffering from one of her manic episodes. Mm -hmm. She seemed to be changing up her story to protect her sister wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And a court magistrate is an attorney appointed by the court to serve as a judicial officer with the power to preside over certain trials and hearings. Leah, on the other hand, didn't change her story at all and took full responsibility for every horrific thing she did. 
And mm-hmm. in September 1933, the trial of the Skanker sisters started. So the trial was huge and caused a lot of controversy. Hallelujah! This doesn't end. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll just stand oh, in the no. way. It's fine. He's needing the blanket. <laughs> no, right in front of the camera, though. I just see his arm. Lulu, back that ass up. Wow, Lucius. <laughs> okay, here we go. So the trial was huge and caused a lot of controversy. And some people felt this wouldn't have happened if employers didn't treat their employees like slaves. Mm-hmm. And that this should be the catalyst for changing some working conditions. Oh, yeah, but other people, like the rich people, they just thought that they were ugly, evil bitches that like murdered someone. Well, of course, they're the one percent that gets to beat the people that are serving them. I know. I mean, realistically, these bitches worked every single day of their lives yeah. and had a half day off. Yeah, spending half of your day at church is not a day off. I don't care what anybody says. No, it's definitely not. And how much were they realistically getting paid here? Mm-hmm. Like right, pennies. And fuck out of here. I can see why she tucked her eyeballs in her scarf. Yeah, she probably didn't like it. She probably <laughs> didn't like the wages. Yeah. And they were tired. I can't imagine how much they were being beat if one day they just snapped. Yeah. I feel like now, if this happened, they would have just been like put into mental institutions and called it a day. You think so? Yeah, because they were crazy as fuck. How wrong to murder somebody, though. No, it is. But I mean, considering like all the trauma and everything, and then Mm -hmm. they were like fucking each other, which is also not normal. I definitely think they would have like considered them insane. This bitch tried to gouge her own eyes out. Yeah, she definitely would have been in the loony bin. The other one that fessed up to it, she probably would have just been in jail. Yeah, probably. She was like, I know what I did. I stabbed him. (laughs) It was me. It was all me. He's like, the other one really was going through it. it was like going through it more mentally, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, damn. It's like, you're fucking your sister. You're getting beat. And you work every day of your life. I get it, homie. Life is tough. I know. And you got to hear your employers be here. Yeah, your employers beat you. And you got a hairy ass mole on your face. Like, <laughs> life is not good. No. It's not shaping out. It's not. It's not. Damn. Well, they pled not guilty due to temporary insanity and falia du, which it's called the madness of two, mm-hmm. basically is what it means. And it's just saying that, like, one went crazy and then the other one went crazy, too. Oh, you're rubbed off on the other one? <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, um, what do they call it when, like, a whole room just, like, starts feeling the same thing? Is it a placebo effect? No, no not a so. placebo effect. It's like something else. I can't remember the word. But like a group consciousness kind of like insanity situation. Mm -hmm. It happened in like a hospital once where some lady came in and was sick. And then like the doctor thought she was sick and the nurse did. And then like the whole hospital thought that they were sick. And they couldn't even figure out like what the illness was because they weren't like exhibiting any actual signs of being sick. What? Yeah. Oh, I got it. Hysteria, I think it's called. Is that what hysteria is? I thought hysteria is something else. My little companion, my little chicken. Yeah. So collective hysteria is what it's called. Or mass hysteria. When one person? 
the spontaneous outbreak of atypical thoughts, feelings, or actions actions in a group of social aggregate uh, manifestations may include psychogenic illness, collective hallucinations, and bizarre actions. That's funny. A whole hospital. I didn't think mass hysteria could be like a thing, but it's like spontaneous combustion. I think there's some people that like just blow up. Yeah. After only 40 minutes of deliberation, the jury found the Skanker sisters guilty of murder. Christine was given the death penalty by guillotine mm-hmm. in the town square. Damn. Like, could you imagine getting like your head chopped off in the middle of public? Right, so they don't give AF. No, they don't. These bitches don't wear deodorant and they're chopping off heads in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine trying to go down to city hall and then like they're just like chopping off somebody's head in the middle of the fountain? Mm-hmm. However, it later changes to life in prison when Christine really went batshit crazy due to the separation from Leah. Her manic mm. episodes became constant and she was placed in a mental institution. She eventually stopped eating because she couldn't see her sister wife and starved to death on May 19th, 1937 wow. or 1939. How old was she? Not that old. She was born yeah. in like 1905. Yeah. So she was like 35, 34-ish. Or I mean, um, 35 or 36-ish. Oh, that's so sad. What happened to the to the sister wife? Leah was given 10 years hard labor and possibly 20 years of exile, depending on the source. What the fuck? Yeah. And she did a lot better adjusting to her single imprisoned life than Christine did. She ended mm-hmm. up getting out in 1941 only doing eight years due to good behavior hmm. like she was not even... tired of christine shit yeah she was like bitch your pussy stinks it's hairy and you're mean you got a mole on your face <laughs> and you hit me i'm out <laughs> and you got me fucking put in jail yeah, telling me I'm to murder out. that lady <laughs> i'm out out <laughs> well there was actually an instance i guess that before a trial or something like that they had separated the sisters like immediately mm-hmm. and christine kept asking to like see her sister and she was like going crazy without seeing her and i guess they like agreed to let them see each other so the what are they called um the cops inside the prisons prison guards or parole officers no COs, corrections officers. yeah corrections officers so the corrections officers like brought them into a room together to meet and christine Mm -hmm. like screamed and ran at her sister wife and like started unbuttoning her shirt and like screaming say yes oh okay yeah so they thought that like she was trying to get her to like fuck her in the middle of the prison i can see how Mm -hmm. or if not she was gonna go to town on her sister that's gross like that's so gross their eyebrows are just like rubbing together (laughs) eyebrows aren't the only thing i'm sure they're not groomed yeah yeah exactly oh they probably had hair around their nipples too that's gross everywhere they love everywhere did you look them up yet no you don't want to see it almost dying i'm I'm not gonna look at them i i i imagine the girl from dodgeball yeah except they were skinny That looks funny. (laughs) I know. So when Leah got out of the slammer, she moved to a town named 
it's spelled N-A-N-T-E-S, but when I had looked up what it's pronounced as, it sounded like not. Okay. I guess. So somewhere in France. Where she reconnected with her cunt ass mom, Clemence, and started going by the name Maria. She also decided to go back to working as a chambermaid. Oh. This is why they needed ID back in the day. Like, can you imagine how many families hired this bitch? And she murdered her yeah. boss? So she didn't have any issues after she went back to work? No, because she moved out of the town that she was from and she changed her name. So, so now she's chilling. Yeah. I'm Maria now. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All right. Yep. And Leah later did an interview for a French newspaper and told them, quote, I do what I can to keep my room simple so that my sister who watches me from above, because I'm certain she is in paradise, doesn't laugh at me. I pray for her. I pray for our mother who lived with me until she died to help me. Wow. And all at once, I didn't pray anymore. Christine watches me. She is always beautiful and young. She smiles as in the old days with irony. I come apart. I shrivel up. I sweat from fear. I faint. I think she's just crazy. I think they're all just crazy, lady love. (laughs) I mean, she was fucking her sister. Right. And (laughs) then also murdered two people. Yeah. And spread period blood all over them. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then became a meat again. And lived with her mom. Until her mom died. Yeah. And her mom was evil. Yeah, I was going to say, and also her mom was not the titties. <laughs> she probably just liked to hate her life or, like, couldn't help but hate her life. Wow. She also shed, said that she wanted to become a nun when she retired, just like her eldest sister. But you murdered someone. You're not allowed to be a nun anymore. And you're a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking too many rules. Too many rules here. I know. Can you be a lesbian nun now? I thought like nuns were supposed to be like asexual. They are, I think. Yeah. That's not going to work for her. Mm-mm. Like you already got in the pussy bitch. You can't go back now. But I'm sure nuns and monks were doing it. I don't want to hear it. I don't think they would have taken her if she said if she started talking about Christine watching over her from above. Or, you know, murdering your boss. They wouldn't have known that. She's Maria now. I know. <laughs> Mijo. And what's the mean? You're German. It's in French. Yeah. So in her elderly years, Leah had a stroke, which partially paralyzed her and caused her to be unable to speak. Mm-hmm. She died sometime in 2001 in hospice <gasps> care at the ripe old age of 90. Wow. This bitch lived a long life. Yeah, she did. Hey, you made it far. Like, that shit's crazy. Good for her. Is he a bugly love? <laughs> Lucius is, like, trying to catch something, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to be vigilant. <laughs> oh, God. I hate it. I hate the bug. <laughs> Sorry, love. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you look so exhausted. I, it's starting to hit me. I'm starting to feel fucking tired. I know. I could tell the last episode, the half of the episode, you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It hurts so bad. Yesterday, I went to bed at like nine thirty, like nine thirty, nine forty-five. Yeah. And I still woke up tired. 
I don't know how much sooner I could have gone to bed. I literally ate and laid down. It's probably because you haven't really done much in a while. So your body's like just getting in that mode again of like wanting to sleep all the time. How long is it taking though? It's been six weeks. It's been almost, yeah, it's been six weeks since I've been back to work. No, I know. But I mean, like outside of work, you just kind of like are either at a party that you don't (laughs) are either at a party or at home. So you haven't really gotten to like do anything outside. I do want to go to the park though. I want to go hiking. Obviously, I need to do it on the weekend time, but so I don't get kidnapped and forced into sex trafficking. Yeah, because <laughs> Oklahoma is like <laughs> like the Wild West. Right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Things are wild down here. <laughs> Everybody says hello. You can they be wave. like, I know, Karen saying hello to you one second, and then fucking like Jorge is pushing you into his car. Put, forcing you into sex trafficking. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, Lulu. Thanks for <laughs> putting your ass in my face. And then the interruptions. I know. It's like clockwork lady love literally every like 10 to 15 minutes. Someone's like walking in. People. <laughs> I hope I could warm up that crunch wrap. I wish it had more nacho cheese on it. Do it on the stove, lady love. On the stove, I was going to stick it in the toaster oven. Oh, yeah, the toaster oven will work, too. But just to fry it is, like, faster. That's true. But it might be quicker in the electric or in the little toaster oven since this stupid stove is electric. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't take that long if I had my gas stove. Oh, I miss that thing. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. The house that we're moving into has a gas Samsung stove. It's the tip yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be the tip date. I know. I gotta pack some more tomorrow. Ugh. At least you're doing it on time. I know. I'm trying. We're supposed to close on the fifth, and that's like in two weeks. So we have to like really do stuff. Hustle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, late love. I'll let you go to sleep. So if you like us, like us on our Facebook group at Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms Oh My. Or if you're on Instagram, you can follow us on IG at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter for absolutely no reason at all. Uh, if the Twitter still even exists. Yeah, I don't even think it does. I don't know if I can log into it or anything. <laughs> but you can follow us on Twitter at Cat Moms Oh My Pod. Or if you'd like to email, you can email us at our email account at yahoo.com at wait. <laughs> or you can email us at catmomsohmy2 no. at yahoo <laughs> catmoms2 catmoms2 that's what it is okay it's been so long or email us at catmoms2 at yahoo.com yeah. yahoo <laughs> <laughs> oh that was that was terrible I can't believe oh. I forgot the email <laughs> it's been a long day late love um or you can join us on our patreon please give us money so lady love can fly back here and we can record in person (laughs) so there's not interruptions episodes are needed i know then not every three minute interruptions unbelievable man but you can join us on our patreon at our one dollar level or our five dollar level they do things 
I think it specifies on the website. So you should just do it. Because we, yeah, we got to record some drunken disorderly soon. But I have been putting outtakes up there. So there's a couple of those. And our outtakes are more like mini episodes because they're like half an hour long (laughs) conversations. (laughs) Um, We're so far from each other. I know. There's so many things I have to tell you all the time. (laughs) I know. It's terrible. They love. It is. It's so shitty. But you can join us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash catmomsohmy. So we will see you next week. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.